Hello, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 130-something again. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and fuck my socks, it's nearly Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's the, it it's the Christmas episode Eve episode. Yeah, so Eve. Christmas is Chris's favourite holiday. That's why they call it Christmas. That's true. I think there may be other reasons for that. Nope. Okay. My favourite holiday, as a big sad goth, is Halloween. Mm-hmm. No one invited me to the Halloween party this year, which I guess was fitting as a, as a, as a goth, because you want to be sad on your own, don't you? That's true. That's how it works. Or dance like one of those rotating fans. <laughs> or just hang about in town. I <laughs> <laughs> see goths just hanging about in town. You never see goths up to anything, do you? No, they're just like sitting on fountains. You never see goths like building a wall. Not a lot of goth labourers, no. It's I not really they... the outfit for it. It doesn't fit well with the safety. With the safety, although they do have steel toe cap boots. They do have some. Some of us do. The hard, the I'm... bright yellow hard hat, though. Less I'm... goth. Well, just paint a fucking bat on it or something. Goth. <laughs> you look like a pumpkin. I guess like you have to have quite hard wearing clothes and a lot of the lace mm. and um, cigarette holders that goths have. I don't know where I'm getting cigarette holders from. I think I'm getting um, goths confused with 1920s dilettantes. <laughs> yes, you're thinking of breakfast at Tiffany's. A lot of the, um, a lot of the sort of the sequined um, uh, hair wraps um, and, and and boyish dress slips really get in the way uh, when you when you're trying when you're trying to build a a wall. I'm sick, listener. Yes. I don't know whether that's come across. I am. I have a cold. It's not a full delicious cold yet. I am still in the opening stages where every instant it feels like I've just been pushed on stage. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. What's going on? Hello. Sure. What is this? Hello. Welcome to my TED Talk. I'm ill. Hello. So I have some coffee. Mm-hmm. I have taken my antidepressants. Congratulations. And I have a big glass of water, and I'm ready to dispense role-playing advice. Now, Chris. Yes, Grant. What are you doing to prepare for Christmas? I, I Well, first off, I'm bracing myself. It takes me a long time to get ready to handle Christmas. <laughs> so like, is, it, is it a continual brace you have, or is it like a, like a warm-up brace, like you're doing yeah. exercise? No, no, imagine like a, like, like, like a tension in the neck and hands. <laughs> a medically inadvisable tension. It's, it's generally prefixed with this noise. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I, Normally I would be doing things like preheating the oven now, mm-hmm. getting everything ready up to temperature. Yeah. Um, tinselizing anything that's not nailed down. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it is nailed down, that's for baubles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't because I'm having Christmas at your house. You are. You're turning up uh, upon Christmas Eve Eve. Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. Which gives you barely any time to decorate. We have a small tree and the lights on it are dim. It's positively <laughs> Dickensian. It's really sad. Like, we've got some nice decorations and stuff on there, but... Honestly, people have come into the room and said and not noticed it, which I think wow. gives you, <laughs> wow, uh, gives yeah, you an idea of how I, festive I'm, it I'm is. I'm used to a larger scale Christmas. Yeah, well, your parents had um, country money. Yes, country money in a country house. Yes, uh, whereas we have we've got this pokey old London flat. It's a lovely flat, but it's not suited to the festive season. I have to go through the bins of eel bones looking for a spare tree. <laughs> Eel bones. That that apparently, just, apparently, that has just, just turned my stomach this morning. Thank you. Apparently, when you have eels, they just leave the fucking bones in and you spit them out. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, like, it, like I'm going to put an eel in my mouth. It is quite a sweet flesh, quite a sweet taste. Apparently, they're quite a delicate uh, thing. But yeah, they have quite sharp bones, uh, which you just got to leave in them. So that's fun, isn't it? You could try and wedge between your tooth and gum mm. for storage. So Chris is bereft of preparations. Uh, I have, I, I, we, we have purchased some gifts. We have some. We have some under the tree already. Oh, nice! Yeah, 
I like I like it when the gifts get under the tree real early. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, November, we all know what ideally. They are, but yeah, yeah. Ideally, you want to be doing that sometime around July. Yeah. While while the tree is still sapling. What you need to do is really curtail summer. Yeah. You want to you you want to know it's time it's not it's time is numbered. Like light some big bonfires and tell someone to fuck off because yep. it's Christmas now, jingle, September. Jingle. Uh, so if you've got any holiday themed questions, Christmas themed questions, or other w- winter themed holiday questions, uh, we are very Christmassy around these parts. But if you do celebrate anything else, send them as some questions. We'll have a bash. I reckon I could I could inform some Jewish people. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. Judaism. <laughs> well, about shit. That's really good. Let's think of it. Yeah. Um. You know what? Just stick to Christmas, eh? That's, that's all we know. That's, it's, we'll, it's, a, it's an unreligious holiday for us, but it's well, mainly about sparkly. We'll stay in our lane, and then if you wanna, if you wanna put up some billboards on an adjoining lane, we can go. Oh, Jews, and that's fine. Yeah. But we don't need to. We, we will. Maybe not, we, we will could not. learn something. Hey, yeah. If you hey, listen. If you have any fun facts about non-Christian religious or indeed Christian, send us fun facts and we'll read them out. Fuck it. <laughs> it's the time of giving and you're going to give us some content for the show. I literally, literally don't care. Just throw Christmas at my face. <laughs> Just... Chris will kneel down in front of you and you can throw Christmas on his face and chest. I will receive Christmas. <laughs> uh, uh, ask me a question, Christopher. I will. I will. So the first one comes from Reddit and Distant Persona, mm-hmm. and I've actually modified this a bit because this was an essay entitled <clears throat> It's Okay If a PC Dies. Okay. So to make this a question like, is it okay if a PC dies? <laughs> I, can, I can see your square bracket. Your square bracket edit. Oh. I can see your square bracket edit. Thank you. I think it's okay if a PC dies. I think it's it's a it's a it's an interesting it is an interesting subject because in pretty yeah I know right in pretty much yeah I'm well chosen. Thank you. If I mean pretty much every game has rules for a PC cock in it or at least equivalent death or like or like being cut out of the narrative in some way. Yeah, it's one of the things we tried to focus on in Unbound actually was being like, hey, you don't have to actually die; you just need to leave. You just need you, to not play here. You don't have to go home to your eternal rest, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm. And so we had things that maybe you permanently retire, or you're driven mad, or you just become a tree, or whatever. There's loads of <laughs> things you can do. Because I think like we have a, we have a bit of a challenge in role playing games, um, which I've I've discussed and complained about many times before, which is how you can always make things violent. Mm, we do rely and, on violence. We do, and like, and if, if an argument isn't going your way, cool, okay, I pull a gun and start shooting, well, okay, fine, then we use the hugely complex combat rules, which you're good at, rather than talking, which is half a page and you're not good at, and it can lead to, it can lead to this lowest common denominator stuff, and it's quite frustrating, but then at that point, once guns come out, then it makes sense that you're going to shoot, that you're going to shoot, you're going to die, and, you know, death happens, and I think that Having some non-lethal options for retirement is really cool. It's really interesting, and it's like it means the stakes are still like, oh, my character doesn't get to go ahead, but it's not. Oh, I'm going to get all my all my organs blown out through my back. It's more. It's it's more just like oh, I'm going to spend some time with my kid. Yeah, I mean, I find death in games really interesting because if oh, you look at it, handy. if you know, if you look at it from a video game perspective, you've got things like roguelites and mm. the like, where. Death isn't actually a problem. Well, no, but like it's it's ah it's, damn I failed. Yeah, it's a much smaller problem than yeah. in, um, in like I mean, take for instance like Hotline Miami. Well, yes, that's... no. I, I this is an extreme version, but mm. like the respawn button is on where the reload key normally is for shooting yes. games. Yes, and you tap it and it's instant. Yes, um, and that that trivializes death in multiple ways. That game. <laughs> Yes, beautiful game. It's astonishing. Um, and then you go up to the roguelikes where death halts current progression. Mm. Um, and then you can take that further into like MMOs, where if you consider that if you lost your character, you've lost time. Mm. Very, very few MMOs actually deal with permadeath. And they always come up with some sort of weird reason why, oh no, you don't die. Yeah. 
These poor scrubs you're murdering, the hogs for their hog noses, dead as a nut, mate. But you... But that's that's the kind of level we're at. We're at investment of time yeah. and uh, like mental processing cycles. Yes. Because you've got because you've built that character, and especially in something like D and D, Pathfinder, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you've probably planned that character as well. Nerd. Yeah, you yeah. know, you you probably know that at tenth level you can finally take this feat that you want, or something you're looking like for, that. You're looking forward to some things. Yeah, um, and like especially if everyone in the group has got that all set up in that way. And like if you're a paladin, you know, you get spells at level five or whatever. Mm. And if you die before, then you don't get them. If you if you die in a world playing game, you lose that time and you lose that preparation. I think also you lose if if you if you, if we're talking about old school uh, or I suppose middle school, um, you might be like, cool. Well, you you have to start back at level one or you start at minus three levels compared to yes. the rest of the party. You have to fight your way back up, which seems interesting in a sort of dom subway that I don't wish to explore. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's fine for other people, but I don't. I, I don't wish to have to please the DM to try and get back into the good graces. I don't know. There's, there's kind of something to that for me because you're going to level at an accelerated rate. You're nasty anyway. So. Thank you. Because yeah. if if you're level two and they're level five, I you're going to be going against level five threats, and that's more XP. Yeah. And therefore, you're going to blur through the levels anyway. Even if you're just hanging at the back. Exactly. Just yeah. just be support for a bit. It'll be okay. Hold the torch. Yeah. yeah. But in those games where you've done that planning and all, all the extra work, if yeah. there's not the threat of death, in especially in a system that emphasizes combat, mm. losing all of that work, mm. then I think the system loses something. I think so too. I think that I think you can look at um Seventh C for an excellent example of a game where death is only on the cards if you say you want it to happen. Mm. And it's still very dramatic, and it's still very exciting, and you still have these big plots and these big things happening, and you still have character progression. But it's like, listen, we're not gonna, we're not just going to get beefed by some guy with an arrow. That isn't how it happens. It has to be, has to be dramatic. It has to matter. Mm. I think that we can do something really cool with death moves way of the idea that okay your death is going to power something important so you so you can choose to die and it changes things it has a big impact yeah i think that works incredibly well with those more narrative games yes but i also think the inverse is true okay i think there's like if you again going back to video games as a source here if you look at the popularity of games like PUBG, yeah where you can just get fucking mapped mapped yeah, I've heard that one before. Oh, um, where you're sniped across the map. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Um, where you know you have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. and you just you just die. Yeah, I, I remember that there was a while before they had the kill cam in there, and it was really a mystery. Yeah, like you just, you just showed a fucking hill. <laughs> okay, just, thanks. That's where, yeah, that's where I died, I guess. Um, <laughs> and a lot of games. That's implicit in the buy-in to the game itself. Mm. Like if you're playing Torchbearer, mm. you're already yeah. In in these combat games, you, you, by as I say, by picking up the dice, you've you've activated that death move already. Yeah. Everything yeah. you do is part of that death move for the entirety of the game. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and in a narrative game, that makes more sense. Where you can go, okay, so we're turning we're, we're turning the safety on. Mm. And we're going to have a scene here. And we know that we can push this to extremes mm-hmm. and see where the story takes us. Yeah. And then, actually, you know what? I'm going to click the safety off. Is everybody cool with this? Yeah. And yeah. Because you're sharing that story. Whereas in OSR and things like that, it happens to you. Mm. I think I'd like a clearer communication of that sort of thing as well. And like, and I say, hey, this game is about dying. Or like, yeah. or like that that's a big part of this. And and also and if, and if, like, and if the game isn't about dying, you don't need to put it in. No, it doesn't it need have to, to be, be there. Like you can have oh you're knocked out of the scene or um or you're 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 knocked out of the story, but it doesn't have to be oh you start bleeding from the guts, oh it's really bad. Unless the game's about bleeding from the guts, fuck it, man. Yeah, like Delta Green is a game about futility. Mm. And some of the best player deaths I've ever had in Delta Green have been utterly futile. It's same with Spire. It's lovely. Yeah. Like um one one of the players I had in a in a, one of the very early Delta Green games um was 
in a car chase, like they were being chased, and they crashed the car and died. Mm. Mm. And like right. they, they weren't saving anyone. <laughs> they weren't being heroes. They, they they were getting away from the police. Yeah. Because they fired guns in a in, in a city. So they were being chased by the police and they crashed a car and died. That really that really makes sense for Delta Green, yeah. And it, it resonated so well with the with the whole way the game's set up. Like mm. you fight these these horrors, you see the world's worst, and yet you mm. die in a car crash on the A twenty four. You know? Yeah. You didn't yeah. die a hero, nobody cared when you died. You were technically doing something useful, but actually you were just running from the police. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really into that. I think like like and I think that if you if you treat death with uh I think there's like you were definitely treating it with respect there. Mm. Because it wasn't like, oh oh you trip and do a fucky wucky Don't do you that know? in the forever box. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a joke. No. It wasn't funny. And like and there are plenty of games where it can be funny when you when when you die. And like oh, and absolutely. It, and like and it, it can be initially funny and then oh actually grim. But having that as like it basically it nearly happens off camera. You know? Yeah, well it did for for some of the other players. Like they so yeah. they weren't in the car. Yeah, I mean that's that's that really matches the sort of dark vibe of Delta Green and I like that. And like mm. and the, the fact that you are sort of disposable and you are always living on the edge of danger. I think it's interesting, and I think that as designers, we can say, right, well, what do you get for dying? Interestingly, what do you? Yeah. Um, how can you? How can you push the story forward? Because if it, like, how can you be rewarded for acting in a certain way, which is the core of game design? I suppose. So there's a really interesting thing in quite a bizarre and bad game, um, which is Fate of the Norns Ragnarok, which is almost impossible ah. to play. I see you. I see your your opinions dipped on that after playing it for, for four sessions. I love the setting. I love the setup. <laughs> the actual game is absolutely impossible. It's it's uh, it's rune chess, right? What's the deal with it? It's it's rune chess, and except the DM has like nineteen stacks of different runes, and one person is a wolf, and also I control half of their runes because I'm possessing them. And I've got to remember what all the runes mean and which ability they interface with. And, yeah, you, and, you, you were and, playing and, a possessing and, character, and then you got possessed the more you possessed other people. Yeah. Now that that's kind of a weird character, right? Or is that just it, a normal? Bio no, box? that's just one of the base classes. There's like six, aren't there? Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah and it's like okay, the, yeah. that's using the def- that's using the stuff you get given with that character, not the yeah, stuff that, I chose on top. That, that, that sounds like splat book territory to me. Nope. Mm. Yeah, okay, well. Um, but, because it's based around Norse mythology, mm-hmm. dying is how you advance your character. Ooh. So, as you, as you, as your character dies, you make a check at their funeral. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like increased if anybody in the party tells a, a heroic tale of your deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you killed a great beast or things like this, like there's all these different modifiers, and you roll it to see if the Valkyr come and take you to Valhalla. That's pretty sweet. And if you succeed, that character goes off to Valhalla, and you get a little check mark. Okay. Um, and there's like a, a like a like a lineage tree that you fill out. That's brilliant. Um, and because you can go to Valhalla, Muspelheim, or Sleepheim, I can't remember what the other one is. You can go to one to any one of the the mm-hmm. afterlives. And like some of the advanced classes require seven people in Valhalla. I quite like that. And that's, that's neat cool. as all hell. It's kind of like it's kind of like a roguelike. I cannot imagine playing seven characters. Good enough to get into heaven. Good enough to get in, for long enough to get into heaven. To Viking heaven. Yeah, it's just bonkers. But it's such a nice way of looking at it. Like, no, it's just it's just the end of that story, not mm. the end of the story. Um, and the fact that you get the other players to tell the tale around your pyre mm, that's really it's cool and really viking really I, viking I, such I a presume person. I don't know it's definitely very vikings the tv series yeah which is which is as far as I can tell a sort of documentary I assume I don't know I'm not great at history I could ask you a different question please Tom asks should I just jam some variation on Blades in the Dark's flashback rule into every game which asks players to do limited but viable prep before things get real? Yes. Hmm. Go on. Um, 
so one of the worst things in role-playing games is people not doing the thing. What's the thing? Whatever the thing is. Oh, like, um, the, like the thing you're supposed to do in that game. So this, so guys, we're, we're, we're really excited about playing this game. It's going to be doing a heist, and it's going to be a one-shot. Oh, we spent the entire first session just planning. Ooh. Testing out different kinds of rope. Yeah, great. No, we don't need to go on another shopping trip. I don't... I don't... I hate you. I hate you. I hate, I hate you. you. I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Or 10 minutes of, yeah, we're going to drill the vault. It's going to be great. Bush into the into the heist. Mm. And do everything else retroactively. Lots of different games have their own different ways of doing it. Like yeah. Blades is very good. Um, gumshoe games have preparedness. Yes. Where you, you have a pool and you can make rolls and things for yeah. just going, yeah, I've got a flashlight. Yeah, I've got that, yeah. Um, it's it's a weaker version, admittedly. Well, um, it predates it by about ten years as well, so all right. Yes, but it's like it's primarily for things like a flashlight. Yeah, it's a it's a bag. Rather, things, yeah. but yeah. Um, I've recently gone back to reading Knights Black Agents, right? Uh, which is the the complicated version of Gumshoe. Oh God, is it complicated? It's really good. Yeah. And it's actually not that complicated once you get well, into it. Like in comparison okay. to D it's less complicated. Yes, that's true. But when you've got certain high levels of abilities, you can spend points to do stuff retroactively with them. Okay. So if you've got, uh, I don't actually think it's, they name it something different, but if you've got electrical engineering in Knights mm-hmm. Black and you've got it like eight, you can spend a point to say that you've that, that, that you started something to blow the lights at a certain point. Ah, right. So, so when somebody's flashback, about yeah. to shoot you. Yeah. You can turn the lights off. You can essentially do magic because you've retroactively done it. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, that works so well for for sort of high action spies. Mm. And then you you know you jump in, take the gun off of him, and you're away. Mm. And that works so well, and it means that you just go and do the cool thing. Uh, and it uh, makes the bo- the in quotation marks boring thing, the buying different kinds of rope. Yeah. Interesting. Because you suddenly go, this is the thing I need. Bam, I've got the thing. Woohoo, I'm yeah. awesome. And it, it manufactures comp- manufactures competence yes. to prepare this. It, 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 lets you, it, it lets you retroactively determine what was, what was the most useful thing and then have it. Yeah, and you, you never go in bumbling along. You go in with that confidence. Yeah. But then it makes... A, if you do a flashback, and like sometimes in some games you have to roll to see if the flashback worked... Mm-hmm. It engineers comedy mm. in snapshots, which is yeah. so nice. Like, and the lights go out now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> now. God damn it! Just run around, start turning off individually. <laughs> yeah, just I'll just get just click them. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but it, it 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 gives it gives the scene much more flow because you can mm. just you can just dive back for I mean a minute. Like it's not you're not looking at like a, a half hour scene. And then you suddenly leap into the cool bit again, and you look better every time. If I can, if I can, devil's advocate here. I believe you can. I think there's always a bit of a challenge in 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 controlling the flow of the story with these things, because because basically they're uh, they're scene framing devices for players, mm-hmm. um, and it's difficult to get everyone on the same page in that respect in in regards to tone. Yes, that is very true. Um, and, and like, cool, okay, so mm-hmm, what I've done, right? Mm-hmm, I've put a load of laxatives in the guard's coffee and now they're going to do a poo. <laughs> and like, fine in some settings, but but also it's like, well, I was trying to play a really cool game where everyone holds two guns and smokes cigars. And I presume the smoke gets in their face because they can't hold the cigar because they've got the gun. But if you give players that, that amount of control, there's like, there's this there's this weird thing where they'll say, oh, I want this to happen. And then you go, no. No, that doesn't happen, and it kind of feels like Dad's arrived. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, they These games do require a certain level of... the word. I'm, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but it's serious. You need yes. to be serious. like Not like, oh, this is a very solemn occasion type of serious. Restraint. Yeah, you need to be all on the same page. You need to be focused on the game. Like, Give us, give us some room to grow. I'm currently running a Call of Cthulhu game in the Weimar Republic. Yeah. A beautiful Berlin book. And honestly, like, the tone of it is completely different to to how the game's pitched. 
Yeah. Like it's this decadent end of an age. Mm. Like Nazis are starting to roll in. It's getting worse. Hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. Grim. And we're playing it very much orgies and cocaine, darling. Yes. Because there were some of those. There was a lot of those. Mm. And it we're playing a comedy Cthulhu game. Yeah, why not? And that's not a serious game. A serious game would be matching the tone, taking each scene very, um, treating each scene as very important. I think, I think as designers, there's a challenge here because back when we were running, back when, when we were running Zombie Warp, uh, Mary um, used to used to used to kind of handle the programming, mm-hmm. the zombies, and there was a particular way in which we wanted the wanted the zombies to act, and we wouldn't tell them what that was. We told them what the extreme version of that was. So I think like we wanted groups of seven, and we wanted them to walk at a fair, like like a, a, a brisk walking pace. Mm-hmm. So we told them to gather in groups of five and to walk as slowly as they could. <laughs> and that meant that in practice, we got the desired effect, but we were giving them a slow. And if they went slower and if they smaller groups, fine, doesn't matter, that's okay. But you have to like, you have to sort of give people something to aim for, which means that when they miss it, it still functions. Yeah. And I think that applies to this too. Now, I will admit, I've forgotten the original question. Here we are. <laughs> the flashback rule. We got very much onto tone. Yeah, into tone. And so, like, in, in writing for tone, so, like, when we wrote Spire, it's this dark-ass game. Like, 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 page seven. It's like, listen, you're going to die. Your family, your your mum's going to strangle you in a bath. That, that grade of unpleasant. Right, right off the bat, and then in practice, it's actually kind of a bit, a bit of a fuck around, really. But we wrote it dark, so that gives you something to move, to like to to come up from and to go back to, and to yeah. have that as the overarching theme. And then in practice, you get something that's daft. Because if, if if we wrote it that was as daft as everyone's play experiences, then it would it would have to ramp up to another level. And it would be too, and nobody would buy it. Nobody would buy it because it has I, to be. I... It has to be fun to you know read yeah and i find it very interesting because um one of the big complaints that i've seen about spire is that it is everything's very futile nothing you're not going to succeed yeah it's um, a lie we told you it, it's a big lie like <laughs> you succeed knock yourself out i don't care i'm not gonna you come around your house <laughs> i'm not your dad like, do what you want um but we have to put in the extremes in these things mm-hmm. so that you you at least come close to it because every single game of role playing I've ever been in went comedy. It has to happen, and it it, it can come back. It can come back to deadly serious, but it's yeah. going to go comedy because we're a bunch of people hanging around. It's awkward and uncomfortable, and we're just going to have some fun with it. Yeah, often we're just busy mates hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, and like I mean, obviously people play with online with people they've never met before. But it's still going to turn to jokes, people. Don't yeah, yeah. push it so hard. And when you've got this flashback rule, like it's fine if that's funny. Mm. But as long as it still matches the tone that everybody else is currently going for. Yeah, I think as as long as long as you can as long as you have that seriousness to to tap off and come back down to, and then you have that pressure release where you can be funny. And you can and, and and you can you can let off some of that steam and then go back into it and you have that threat of that seriousness. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about Spire as well because it encourages a lot of the character classes refreshes encourage this hedonism or encourage this this like this self um, encourage indulging your own desires. A release valve. Yeah, a release valve. And so you have that and there's, and there's kind of this hey make this freeform scene with this capacity for comedy and then super serious no. Sure. The bath strangling mother scene. Hello, it's me. I I I run the bath and have warm towels. <laughs> I'm I'm your mum and I have this voice. Get in the bath. Get in the Don't bath. Don't look at me. Sign this will. I'm going to move us on to the next part of the episode. Very well. I think that was the least questions we've answered. Uh, that was two, right? Answered. Okay. Answered. It's asked and answered. It's, the, answered. it's a perfectly prominent <laughs> word. Uh, you know what? I had quite good fun just talking about death for a long time. It was nice. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's do it. Do you want to say the word jingle? J- jungle? That's the one. Did you ever want a game to exist? 
Dr. Matt writes in, Coracle Racer Turbo, or any game design that makes Coracles cool. Now, Grant, could you please explain a Coracle? I can. I can explain it in such tight detail. It's like I'm reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Coracle is a small, rounded, lightweight boat of the sort traditionally used in Wales, and also in parts of the West Country and Ireland, particularly on the River Boyne, and in Scotland, particularly the River Spey. I know a lot about them, you see, so I just do that off the top of my head. Just straight off the top of the dome. The word coracle is an English spelling of the original Welsh coracle. <laughs> C-W-R-W-G-L. So I haven't a fucking clue, mate. Comrupicle. Comrupicle. Constantly. It is. It's a bowl what you get in. It's half a barrel. It's half a... Well, it's... It's... it's, it's, it's Yeah. It's broadly hemispherical. Um, sometimes they're more barrel shaped and hop in them. And it's a, it's, it's a one-person water vessel, which is quite nippy. And you use yeah. one oar, I believe, as well. Uh, yeah, from the looks of things, you use one oar, which I guess you just flip back and forth. Yeah, because, I mean, if I got in that, first off, I'm drowning. Um, but then once I've once I figured out how to not drown, I'm just going in circles. Yes, yeah, so you, you go left, then right, then left, then right, and you shimmy along. But, however, they're primarily fused on the river, so it would flow. So are we looking? are we looking at, like... A, a coracle racing game where it's like those really cheap remote control cars that could only turn left. Chargies. Chargies, that's it. Yeah, whether like you click it onto the handle to charge them up and mm-hmm. then you can turn left only. Well, what is a right but three lefts? That's what Dad always said. Strange man. Yeah, weird. But no, I'm thinking I'm thinking we make it much more lavish. We've got no, sorry, cool. did you say lav-ish or lad-ish? Well, one of the teams will be laddish. Okay. I'm imagining a wipeout style configuration. Big up the Coracle Massive. Yes. So you've got, you know, you've got your um, Curex. Curex? <laughs> Curex Pfizer. Curex Pfizer. Techie 45. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Socana. But it would be Socana spelt with a, with an A, like soak. I okay. don't know. Yeah, because yeah. it'd be wet. Yeah. So, you, so, so you've, got, you've got this elite Coracle thing. Now, listen, one thing I want to do. I don't want to take the piss out of coracles. This is this is not punching down. No. Like I don't want to say, oh, coracles are daft and pricks. Like I will say, you're not going to get me on a boat. You're not, especially especially not going to get me on the world's smallest boat. No. You see, and also like my abiding memory of coracles is almost pure terror. Yes. Um, which is the BBC adaptation of the Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Um, because a someone a, made you watch it in a coracle. A a, a rat suit clad Warwick Davies mm-hmm. essentially committed suicide in a coracle in front of me. And like, did, did he drown, or was it like, like no, pills? no, no? It's very much. A, I'm going to sail my coracle to the ends of the earth and just fucks off into the distance. It's very much. A, I'm going outside and maybe some time. Okay, stick a lethal dose of heroin in this coracle. And, like it proper scarred me as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Well, good news. First off, if you Warwick if you Davis Google if you Google the image of Reaper Cheap, BBC, you can okay. see his nightmare. Can nightmare you share? Snout. Can you share that with me now, please? I can. Reaper Cheap, fucking lord, that's disgusting. C.S. Lewis wrote that. Yeah, he was Christian. Jesus, the wolf. Yeah. Okay. Fair play. So yes, having just showed you the nightmare picture of Reaper Cheap. Yeah, in I his see. little doublet and hose. Don't worry, there's no Reaper Cheeps here. This is all high concept coracle racing. Okay. I'm cool. thinking, now, it's also commonly used for fishing. And the great thing about use of fishing is it barely disturbs the water when used by a skilled operator. Because there's no sort of, there's no underwater bit. You just sit on top. I like Wikipedia, Grant. Right? Wikipedia, Grant, just, just skimmed through this during the break, right after he said jungle. Mm. So, here's the thing. The most interesting thing about coracles that I could find, and this is pretty sexy, <laughs> the oldest, and this is, this is just off the top of the dome, this isn't me reading. Yeah, this is just, just casual facts. Yeah, the oldest instructions found, uh, yet found the construction of a coracle are contained in precise directions on a 4,000 year old cuneiform tablet, I reckon, supposedly dictated by the Mesopotamian god Enki to Atrahasis on how to build a round ark. The tablet is around, it's over 2,000 years older than previously discovered accounts of flood myths, none of which contain such details. Magic coracles. Magic coracles that hover over the water. 
You... And, it, and pick up speed boosts and weapon systems. Yes! Enki is here. And he's Enki got... is a sponsor. T- well, yeah, you know what? Team Enki, that's one of them. So, you, so you've, got, you've got Team Enki, who's, who, who's binding magic Mesopotamian runes into the underside, which are, which are so powerfully hydrophobic they sit above the surface of the water. Oh, God, that's actually really good. Why is that? Because it's, it's just really... you have all the teams as, as gods... From from different pantheons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So you've got you've got your um your Welsh gods, I presume. So like you've got you've got a fairly argy bargy coracle. Like it's it's the old um I can't remember what they're called. They're wipeout team that's all like camo. Like they're built like tanks. Yeah. Um, it's just like you have a Cullen one mm-hmm. for the Irish pantheon. Now these are I've got to presume they're not current. Like we aren't using the gods now. They are corporations, but they. Yes. They adopt the uh, the style of the previous class. You've got Enki. You've got, got I've got them down. I think it's AG Systems. You're talking about there. Yes. Yes. Oh, they had such cool names. Mm. It's a good thing that was coming straight over the top of your head, and I didn't just hear you type it. Uh, that's just what it sounds like when I um, when I think I have a disease. <laughs> Don't mock the afflicted. So we've got so we've got coracle racing. We've got mm-hmm. um, you've got your skips. So like so like was it was it Cucullin you had there sorry Cucullin Cucullin yeah you got Cullin there and that's lots of argy bargy big muscle boys oh big like huge huge hues yeah yeah um and it would be you know Cucullin uh, core Cullin core um and then that works like really uh, well actually thank you and you had the capacity to like grab other coracles and and uh, tune them into the wall and you've got Enki who's very sort of like hovering and priestly and mysterious um, Poseidon. and then Poseidon another water god he's mainly focusing around summoning barriers out of the river so like like tridents or spare dolphins or just like hooking a fish and using it like a turbo boost that's very turbo boost I like a turbo it. boost so it's it's solely about now also as well as racing fishing okay fishing is something else you have to do Whilst, whilst racing, yeah. So traditionally, uh, it would be you'd have you'd have two coracleists, as they're called in France, and they'd have they'd have, they'd have a net between them, and they'd drag that net up the river to get a load of fish in. Oh, I see. So we wouldn't we wouldn't bother with that. You'd have you'd have you'd have one net that you'd put down. However, it would slow you. So no, it's I kind of it's kind of a risk reward thing. I kind of like the idea that there's two of them. Oh, so it's co-op, doesn't it? So, so you've so, so you've got you've got two people per corp in each in each race, oh, and you can do the net. Up. You can do the net between each other thing. That's fine, or you can do it with line and rod, whatever you fancy. But yeah. it's like that, um, like French cycling thing where you have somebody in front, yeah, and they get very tired, and then they swap to the back. And have a little mm. bit of a rest and slipstream, and you can yes. do that with coracles. And I like the idea that, like, that, like, if you're both doing really well and you find this delicious wedge of fish, then you can you can throw out your net and it's like ding 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 ding, and you catch all the fish and that's really good. And you throw them off to your mates on the sidelines, and you get extra fish points. So, it's actually there's a scoring system. Well, it's a racing game, so yes. But it's not necessarily who crosses the line first that wins. Okay. So the person who crosses the line first gets a huge bundle of points. Mm-hmm. A, a hundred, whatever. Fine. Yeah. And then it, ten, ten hundred. Um, and then it goes, it goes down, obviously, for each successive person over the line. Right. So first off, you can get first and second with your team. Right. Yeah. To get a load of points there. Right. However, it's also the quality of the fish that you catch along the way. Ah, not just numbers. Quality. Not just numbers, but the quality. So if you can get like a huge trophy bass, mm. now that's going to be worth a lot of points, but it's heavy. Mm. It's going to slow you down. It's going to slow you until, down. Until you get to one of the checkpoints and you can hawk it off to one of the can Yes, but so you have to balance like fish catching to coracle speed. I'm imagining quite, quite like a, quite a very like a wide river with lots of stuff in it. Oh, see, I was thinking kind of more rapids. Okay, I mean that, that's the thing that you, you can get to rapids eventually. That's fine. That's true, I, yeah. I think like like having, I suppose the wider it is, the lazier it is. That's true. Well, is um, it like is it like um is it like rally where you have a uh, you have stages? Absolutely not. Everyone's here at the same time. No, no, sorry. Um, I meant rather than like um the Nurburgring, oh, okay. which is a circle. Right. 
this is start to finish. Like yes. the Tour de France yes. is, is stages yeah. and there's yeah, a lot of people on it. Most rivers traditionally don't run in a circle. Well, yes, but I mean, we also don't have corporations funded by gods. That's very true. Man, man, I'm excited for corporations funded by gods. Yep. I really want to play. I really want to play a Mesopotamian priest hovering above the water in my coracle. Well, just think like that's that's the only way that gods can affect the world. Ah, a little bit of satire is is, is money. They they have yeah. to they have to pour money into corporations. And and use that and the way that they fund things to shape the direction of the company and the policy. I mean, so we can only think of three gods, and one of them isn't really a water god. Actually, two of them aren't water gods, but we can make. It you work, don't have to fine. be water gods. I mean, you could have oh, like a good. like a like the Roman no- team Knox. How about Team Jesus? Right. Right. And then uh, and then no coracle. Like, Why not? He's just surfing. He's just, no, just walking. He's running. Yeah. He's running around. I figured it would be like a temporary boost. You'd get in Jesus would be like, on you go, mate. A bit like he did with, I think it was Peter. He took like one or two steps onto, okay. the, onto the water. Um, like, but uh, there's a big juicy fish. And you're like, oh, the street, oh, the, 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 the flow's against me. Jesus, give it a hand. And you and you, you have like a dash button. You go out, grab the fish, bring it back in. I don't want to be anti-Christian here, but I think we need to ban Jesus. That's quite an anti-Christian thing to do. Um, Just from coracle racing. Because... <laughs> Because I'm drawing the line. Not only could that cheating bastard walk on water, (laughs) but also he could feed how many people with some loaves and fishes? Oh my god, that's true, yeah. He needs to get one fish and suddenly he's got infinite fish. Is Jesus the baddie? (laughs) He's a git in coracle racing. He's like picking odd job. Like, yeah, I will say. Like, fuck off, mate. No 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 Jesus runs. Broadly, Jesus, pretty cool guy. Like he had, he had some good ideas. I like that. He was like, "Hey, just be nice to each other. Don't worry too much about the be war." Cool, oh, you've sick. killed me. You know, yeah. Be cool. Do unto others, etc. Like that. Big fan. However, when it comes to coracles, absolute bellend. Ah, uh, no, he's not coming. He's not even allowed. He's not you even got, allowed near. You got how many fish, Jesus? Uh, I got five thousand fish. Oh, did you? Wow. Git. You're not even. No. Get a, get 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 off the pitch. You're not even allowed to do catering. Now, after you've caught those fish, yeah, the river turned into wine and all the other fish died. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's great. Can oh, you walk on wine, Jesus? I don't think you can. No, I'll actually use the coracle for that it's bit. It's specifically water. It's just water. The surface <laughs> tension isn't right. Yeah, it really messes <laughs> it up with grapes in there. <laughs> or I guess, my blood? Anyway. Yeah. Best thing's beer pony. I'm off to the winner's podium. <laughs> Fuck all the oil. <laughs> oh shit, this is Chardonnay. I've done it wrong. Jesus Christ in the house, bitches. <laughs> up in here, up in here. Um, yeah, that's what that's what he's like. So yeah, he's the bad, he's the villain of the piece. He is, he's a monster. Yeah. And like and like occasionally, um like so he's like he like we can play him as, as rich in as much as like he's got all this wine and all this all this fish. But like let's say he gets stuck in a bit that that, uh, that that doesn't really work properly. His dad reaches down with a big finger like a lottery advert and scooches the rocks out of the way. <laughs> just just pokes the coracle. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Not a problem, son. I kinda see I kinda see Jesus as like the rich hipster kid. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like he's definitely got that that, that um that haircut that we're all thinking of. Yes, like man a, a man bun with shaved sides. Yeah, dripping in gold. Like mm-hmm. His his dad owns, his dad owns football teams. You know, like now Jesus traditionally not super into being rich, but maybe that's something which which like which like he, he like for the, for the success of the uh, coracle team he had to adopt. Man, I don't think Enki ever thought they were going to be sponsoring a coracle team. You're true. So it, yeah, it's true. Yeah, changes yeah. for everyone. All right, nothing is yeah. permanent. It's, it's, it's two thousand years. He's had a lot of time to grow up. Exactly. Well, well, not but not mature. Ooh. Ooh. Don't have a man bun. Have you got um have you got any suggestions that are gonna to top this up uh, this brilliant game? Honestly, I can't think of any because all I've got in my head now is how good wipeout is. Also, we have just talked about coracles for a full twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Dr. Matt. Well done. Um, look, do you have any suggestions this week, or is it just coracles? It's just coracles. That's so All right, good. coracles is. I love it. It's uh, it's it's. We we can call it the god coracle. No, we can call it. Um, I think I think we have to reference the fact that there's that the, the the teams of gods in some way. Yeah. 
Well, sorry, they're not actually... Well, are they? Yeah, some of them are. <laughs> they, they're all gods. Yeah, except for one team, which is tech. <laughs> they just bring, they just bring like the 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 James Bond Lotus. The <laughs> the underside of their coracle is just covered in sensor arrays. Yeah, and LEDs, uh, LEDs, and like electromagnetic, no, 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 um, electrostatic sensors. So like mm. they're pinging out and finding all the fish underneath. Um, and occasionally, like they'll just they'll just pull a lever, and like two big long Inspector Gadget legs will, will pop out the bottom of the coracle and run them around, run them along difficult. Bits. I love the idea that it's like. It's like the lady from Thomas from Tom and Jerry, who just like hoiks the coracle up and then splashes over and then hoiks the coracle down again. <laughs> like when she stands on a chair and, and lifts up all the yeah. skirts. Yes, it's okay, that. yeah, that, and it just it, it just sort of it bumbles along with the same sort of I'm gonna say 40s 50s animation style. Yes, like, absolutely. Like not, not bad, but you know, rustic. And then put it down on the other side and you carry on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone inside is dressed like a uh, like a sort of spec ops gargoyle. <laughs> just, they're all wearing night vision goggles that yeah, are turned to just be able to view in daytime. Three, four pairs. They've got they've got those MP5 SKs. <laughs> yes, but they just play music. Yes, they're uh, you can't have guns. Uh, uh, Jesus uh, brought in some uh, some pacifist restrictions after yeah. his dad pressured the coracle board they, they they lobbied pretty hard yeah which i mean like i will say the sport is it's less exciting but you get you get more of a race when you can't wipe it's each fair. other out it's fairer place. it's it fairer, fairer when, yeah. when you know there's not you know plagues yeah yeah and like and like when enki doesn't pull out a, like what's well, sorry when, when when team enki doesn't open a trapdoor in the bottom of the coracle the bull of heaven charges out and massacres everyone <laughs> Uh, listen, that listen. was that was an issue, and honestly, it gummed up too many waterfalls. It was a spectacular climax to the '97 season. I'm glad it happened, but I don't think we should let it happen again. <laughs> yeah, the Canada stage was ruined. <laughs> Niagara like, Falls ran red for a week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends Slightly Ill Edition. Um, the game this week is um, I think we just call it Coracle. Just Coracle, but it's all caps. Oh no, Chris, 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 Chris. Capital O. Oracle. Oh, Oracle. Oracle. There yeah. we go. Coracle. Or maybe the Coracle Oracle. Crucially, what we need what we need from the adoring public this week mm-hmm. is we need Christmas questions. Yes. And gods and corpse for Coracle Racing. Yes. Uh, so you, you think it will come back for an expanded DLC next week? We, we might have a splat book <laughs> of this because this is some shit-hot gaming. Yeah, I want as many different corps and like like the god what their what, what their coracles will look like and what their yeah. like special ability is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also Christmas questions, please. Yeah, jingle uh, jingle you suggestions because uh, it will be our official Christmas episode next week. We're getting we're getting revved up and ready for it. Vroom, Vroom baby! If you like this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. Give us some cash. Join the Discord. It has been lovely. Oh, um, one thing I would say as well. I'm just going to turn my chair around and get a little bit serious here. Oh my! Yeah, so it's been a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of a downer this week. We've we've been trying to keep things positive, but it has been a bit of a downer for the good and decent people in this country. I assume of whom most listen, most of whom listen to this podcast. The non-monsters. Yeah, the non-monsters, or those poor centrists who had to vote Tory. Um. So listen, it sucks, and there is the there is the there's the temptation to drop into a sense of fear and despair that everyone is horrible and the people outside your door are not as kind as you first envisaged. And while that is true, we are still kind. We are still good people. The Hearty Nice Friends Discord is one of the nicest places I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of. You are wonderful people. And I would like to uh, try and I would like to try and use the Discord and the podcast as a means of trying to Help people to try as, as like there's that Mister Rogers thing. Mister Rogers says, "Hey, look for the helpers when something goes wrong, and maybe we could be those people." So uh, I don't know how I don't know how it's going to look yet, but I think it's up to us to do something good, and we can use this engine as a means of doing something good. Um, but for the time being, the only charitable cause I can think of is Mind. So if you've got a spare fiver, go give it to Mind. Yeah, they're damn useful people. They're really good. They've saved my life. They're really good. Um, so yes, try and stay chipper. Come and hang out on the Discord if you if if you remember and be good to one another and love one another. 
because uh, everybody has been massively supportive of everyone else on the discord and i kind of wanted to say thank you for that yes like we we created a new uk politics thing to kind of put it in one place which was really useful mm-hmm. because it meant that i could completely ignore it for a little mm-hmm. bit until i yes. was ready I and then to i too. could go back and see how wonderful everybody is I popped into the UK Politics Discord, uh, the UK Politics channel, and just people saying, hey, I hope you're taking care of yourself. Yes, I'm making sausages today. Oh, how delicious. I love sausages. Right? Like, there Which was a, my there, kind of politics. And then, and then there's just people being lovely to one another. So thank yeah. you, genuinely. Yeah, thank you all. Um, we love you very much. Merry Christmas. Uh, Coracles, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye.